everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through September 25th, our last episode of September. Next week is October and... We're just a few weeks away from the start of the Senior Grand Prix. Um, crazy that it that's is. where we are, but, you know, here we are. Fall yeah. has arrived. I'm so excited that <laughs> fall has arrived. It's nice to be yes. in my favorite season of the year. Yeah, me too. So, we made a little change to this week's episode. We have flipped our order And we're going to start off with some general skating news. Um, The ISU posted before day two of the Junior Grand Prix that they have removed the live chat from the live stream, the YouTube live stream during the Junior Grand Prix. And they posted that after reviewing the use of the chat on the YouTube live stream, of the ISU Junior Grand Prix of figure skating, and in view of the negative comments towards skaters and users alike, the ISU has decided to remove the option starting today. That was just um, during Budapest that they made this announcement and that they disabled the live chat. I think this is great. I think that was one of the things I said as soon as we were seeing the negative comments coming out about... um, skaters that this was the quickest thing they could do right now. It doesn't solve the problem of fans feeling like they have the ability to comment on skaters' bodies or comment, you know, negatively on skaters, but this is one step in the right direction, a quick solution to a problem that we have in our sport. Yeah, there definitely was no way for that to be moderated. That real-time chat was so fast and in multiple languages. Like, there's just no way to be able to moderate it. Um, So I think this was the right course of action. I'm sorry for the fans who were being respectful, but this it had to happen, and I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Me too. So the next bit of news we have is Vincent released a statement today reminding everyone that it's been 595 days since Team USA finished second in the team event at the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. It was a two-page statement that was dated September 25th, and we previously mentioned the request that uh, Vincent Zhou and U.S. figure skating and his teammates had made to the Court of Arbitration for Sport to be allowed to witness the hearing or observe the hearing. They were told they could not and that it will be held in private. And Vincent had the following thing to say about that. An open and transparent hearing would go a long way towards helping athletes understand any decision that is rendered. Now, talking about the hearing, it is taking place today or at least starting to take place, Camilla Valieva's a doping case is set to be heard by the Court of Arbitration for for Sport. So we will be having news, at least, that it's taken place 
at some time, but it could take months before we get a ruling on this. Um, there's a lot of deep-rooted uh, discussion that has gone on about all of this, and hopefully it's not an even longer wait for the athletes who are still waiting for medals. Um, one other thing I wanted to point out from that statement, uh, Vincent said, justice delayed is justice denied, and my teammates and I will never get back the chance to stand before the world to celebrate a lifetime's worth of hard work culminating in a career-defining achievement. And I thought that that really... Mm -hmm summed everything up well because this isn't just about one moment it's about working your whole life for something and then not being able to get the resolution not being able to have the fanfare and there's just there this goes so deep so we will link in the show notes to vincent's two-page statement so that you can check it out but yeah, all eyes are going to be on CAS as yeah. this gets started. Yeah. And I'm, you know, glad that Vincent has been so vocal. Um, you know, he was on our podcast and he was as vocal as his two page letter um, that came out today. And it just, when I read his letter, it just made me think that would this have been an issue or something that maybe wouldn't have been out of the limelight if it was a different sport. Like I thought, you know, maybe, and I'm just thinking this today because the big story today was about Taylor Swift attending the Kansas city chiefs <laughs> football game. And I'm like, okay, why is this such a big story? But I was like, if this involved NFL football players that didn't get their, trophy at the super bowl would this have you know would this we we would still be talking about this 595 days later where with because it's figure skating it's not as popular of a sport it just doesn't get the attention to the fact that this is what is going on unless somebody like vincent or media that covers skating brings it up. I just feel like we have to keep bringing it up. And I, if it was a sport like football, um, it might just constantly be in the news. You know, there would be some countdown in the corner. I don't know. I'm just, it just, as I was reading his letter today, and then I'm seeing the headlines about Taylor Swift at an NFL game. I was like, you know, maybe it's just because it's skating and we don't, you know, it's the media like us that have to keep bringing it up and the athletes that have to keep bringing it up for it to kind of spark some attention and spark some change. And I don't know, that was just in my thought process today as I was reading his letter. So, yeah, this will be linked in the show notes so everyone could read it. Please share your thoughts with us if you feel so inclined. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling this is going to be news for the foreseeable future. And we want to keep making it news for the foreseeable future so that we don't forget that this is still going on. And that's, you know, that, that, I think that's where I was kind of getting at um, because 
It's just not one of our mainstream sports. Skating is not the sport that everyone is tuning into on a Sunday afternoon. That's tends to be football. And, you know, I just think if it was a different sport, would it be, you know, a different situation um, involving it? Well, moving on, entries for men, women, and dance for Budapest Trophy, which is the sixth of the nine Challenger Series events, was published on September 22nd. So the link will be in the show notes. So now we're going to move on to event results. And we had, of course, Nebelhorn Trophy this past yes. week. We will just kick it off. Gina, you want to talk about the men? Sure. So, yeah, Nebelhorn is our third Challenger Series event. And starting with the men, gold was won by Adam Siho Himfa of France. He won his first international event of the season. His free skate included four quads, including a quad Lutz. He also landed a quad Lutz in his short program with a turnout. He really looks ready for the season, so looking forward to seeing Adam throughout the season and seeing what he can bring. Silver went to Kazuki Tomono of Japan. His free skate included two quad toes, and the free skate was a different style of program for him. It's a gentle lyrical piano piece, and it was choreographed by Misha G. Um, I really like this program for him, so congrats to Kazuki. And bronze was won by Kashiro Shimada of Japan. His free skate included a nice opening quad saokao, and both triple axles landed in combination. USA's Luca Broussard finished in fourth place in his first Challenger Series event with new ISU personal best scores in the free skate and total score, and the audience seemed to appreciate his skating. So um, not a bad finish for Luca finishing in fourth place. Yeah, and he's only 17, so yes, this is great to have him now going up to senior level and competing. So in the women's event, goal was won by Isabella Vito. This was her first competition of the season. Uh, she told the media in the mix zone that she is portraying a snake in her short program. Her music is Yearning by Raul Fernando and had a Middle Eastern vibe. Her free skate music is to the White Crow film soundtrack, highlighting her balletic qualities as well. She finished a close second in the free skate due to a fall on her on the Salkow of her triple lots, Euler triple Salkow. It was also called on the quarter, and she had an under-rotated triple loop, but she did hold on by the nature of her short program to the gold medal. Yeah, speaking of her short program, you said the snake. Her, I was editing photos, so I know this. She's got, like, the snake on her hand. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. The costume is really cool, so... I saw it in a video on Facebook. It might have been from Golden Skate on some of their little short videos. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was yeah. very cool. Silver medal went to Kimmy Rapond of Switzerland. She debuted new programs, both a choreograph by David Wilson. She won the free skate by less than a point in her first international event of the season, moving up from third after the short program. The bronze medal went to Min Che Kim of Korea, who was in second after the short and dropped to third overall, claiming the bronze medal in her first international event of the season. Well, moving on to the pairs, 
it was a battle of the Germans and the Italians. And I think we've had this happen in another uh, Challenger event this season. I think Lombardia Trophy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it in the short program, it was Lucrezia Bacari and Matteo Garis of Italy who were in first. And Lucrezia is showing good progress in the her second season of pair skating. I kind of forget that she's only like... New, you know, it's only she's her new. second year of pair. She's new. And yeah. Matteo is so experienced. So um, they executed an impressive level of four, level four triple twists in both programs. They won the short program, as I said. It was the new German team of Minerva, Fabian Haas, and Nikita Volden who won the free skate, highlighted by very high quality lifts to move up from third place to claim the gold medal after their silver in their Challenger Series debut at Lombardia Trophy, as I said, this German and Italian thing going on at Lombardia. And then winning the bronze medal was the German team of Annika Hock and Robert Kunkel, who beat Haas and Volodin in the short program. They were second in the short program. So again, I'm really liking these multiple teams for country, you know, countries, you know, Italy and now Germany's got some teams. It's really kind of cool. It, it it shows like a competitive vibe, and I like when they kind of go head to head like this. Um, Canada's Leah Pereira and Trent Mashad actually had the second best free skate of the event. They missed the bronze medal by zero point zero seven points. Very close. So moving on to the ice dance, the three top placements remained the same after the rhythm dance. Lila Fear and Lewis Gibson won by over 17 points. Uh, that's quite a lot. Um, silver went to Allison Reed and Solius Ambrulavisius of Lithuania. And bronze went to Yulia Turkula and Matthias Versluis from Finland. In fourth place, USA's Christina Carrera and Anthony Ponomarenko overcame their lower-than-expected rhythm dance placement with a strong free dance debut performance to the darkly haunting music from the 2006 film soundtrack Perfume, The Story of a Murderer, and Audio Machine's La Belle Epoque. I've seen Perfume. I think I've talked about this before. Her costume perfectly, perfectly matches the theme of the movie, um, I enjoyed it so far. I'm looking forward to watching it progress over the season, as with all of the teams on this list. So let's move on, though, to the Junior Grand Prix Budapest. Yeah, we'll start with the men. Hung Yum Kim of Korea was in second after the short program, but moved up to first to win his second Junior Grand Prix medal of the season. He won silver at Cup of Austria, And with his gold and silver, he has qualified for the Junior Grand Prix Final. Naoki Rossi of Switzerland was in third after the show program, but moved up to second to become the first Swiss man to medal on the Junior Grand Prix since 2004. Naoki was fifth at Cup of Austria. Haru Kakiyushi of Japan was in fourth after the short program, moved up to third to win his first Junior Grand Prix medal, a bronze. He finished seventh at Cup of Austria. Now, Adam Hagera of Slovakia, who won gold at Cup of Austria, 
dropped to fourth overall. He was first after the short program. So he will now need to see if he's qualified for the junior grand prix final with a first and a fourth place finish. Um, he, he might. still might have a chance, but we, we still have, you know, some events left to go. So we just got to wait and see. Well, in the women's event, Gia Shin of Korea won the event by over 23 points. She has qualified for the final. Since this was event number five, we're going to start getting those qualified skaters. Uh, Yusong Kim won the silver, moving up from sixth place. She attempted a triple axel. She fell, and it was called on the quarter. It's her second silver medal of JGP, and we'll need to see. It's pretty likely that she will make the final, but, but you know, we got to see. I want to see it. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the super light tree runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the super light tree runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Writing. <laughs> so Ayumi Shubayama dropped from second to win the bronze medal. This is her first JGP medal of the season. She was sixth at Cup of Austria. And shout out... To Anastasia Brandenburg of Switzerland, who was 11th after the short program, but had the third best free skate to finish just off the podium in fourth place. Great job. Yeah. Still, remember, you just if you don't do well in the short program, you can always skate well in the free skate. That's why we got two, two you know, events. So. so moving on to pairs. Now... We only have one more pairs event of the Junior Grand Prix, um, and I believe that's Gdansk, right? Yes. Yeah, this week? Yeah, in Gdansk. So here in Budapest, gold was won by Georgia's Anastasia Meltelkina and Luka Baruvala. They won their second gold medal of the Junior Grand Prix this season and have qualified for the Junior Grand Prix final. They won the event by more than 36 points. Um, so, yeah, definitely not a close competition here in the pairs event. No. But silver was won by Ukraine's Valeta Sirova and Ivan Kopata. They competed in their first Junior Grand Prix of the season. They took home the silver. They will compete next week in Gdansk, hoping to qualify for the Junior Grand Prix final for the second straight year. Bronze was won by the new team of Martina Arino Kent and Charlie La Liberté Laurent of Canada won their second Junior Grand Prix medal, a bronze. With gold in Austria, the team has qualified for the Junior Grand Prix final. What an accomplishment for a brand new team. I know. This is yeah. uh, uh, one of my friends, actually, is 
his cousin, someone outside of the skating world that I'm friends with. Um, yeah, she said that he's the son of her cousin. So yes, oh, of wow. her cousins. Yeah, it's really that. cool. I keep sending her videos <laughs> and stuff so she can watch and see what's going on. Uh, I thought it was interesting that during the medal ceremony, Sarova and Kopta did not accept congratulations or congratulate the winners when um, Metelkin and mm. Barulova went to give them a hug and shake their hands. They did not respond. Uh, it's kind of become a discussion point online in dance gold wow so Irina Pedgina and Artem Koval of Ukraine finished sixth in Linz Austria here they won the gold medal they're the second Ukrainian ice dance team to win gold on the series so far um a first and a sixth is not likely to qualify them for the final but that's pretty amazing they were able to do that uh, Yali Peterson and Jeffrey Chen of the U.S. Their first place rhythm dance helped them secure the silver despite a fall in the free dance. Uh, they finished sixth in the free dance. And Dania Muadin and Theo Bijot of France, 13 and 14 years old. They both have uh, birthdays next month. Won their first medal in just their second JDP assignment ever. Great Britain's promising team of Ashley Slatter and Adel Ange Perez won the free dance and finished fourth overall with three ISU personal best scores. This is a team that finished, I think, 18th, 19th, 20th at Junior Worlds last year, making huge moves this year in um, the quality of their skating and placements at Junior Grand Prix. Uh, with two silvers, Peterson and Chen are in great position. Uh, they'll have to wait for results in Gdansk. I don't think so. I really think that they're in. I was doing some math earlier, and I think they're they're in there. Uh, more spots, more spots will be determined this week with two gold medal teams: Grim and Savitsky of Germany, Pinchuk and Pogoryev of Ukraine are going head to head this week in Gdansk. That's going to be a good competition. Both really strong teams. Um, so yeah, so it's going to be a busy week. We've only got two left, Gina. Two JGPs left. We're yeah. in the middle of the Challenger Series. And before you know it, Skate America is going to be starting. Yeah, just less than a month. Well, you can go and check out our show notes for the Challenge Cup, which was the last NQS for Ice Dance. The Broadmoor Fall Classic, which is, was an NQS for singles and pairs. The Chris Reed Trophy, which is a memorial competition for the late Chris Reed, an ice dancer who represented Japan. And Japan's first two of six regionals. So you can find it all in our show notes. We just don't want to... Um, spend so much time recapping all of the events that took place this past week. Yeah, well, let's move on to some recent articles and interviews. Yes. Well, Golden Skate did a video interview with Lila Fear and Lewis Gibson. There's also an article with them. This was in advance of their performances at Nebelhorn Trophy. Well, Ilya Malinin is definitely in the news this week. There are three articles on him. The first is by Claire Cloutier for A Divine Sport. Of course, you'll remember Claire was on to talk about Autumn Classic just a week or two ago. Uh, the Falls Church Virginia News Press did an article on him. It was written by Lynn Rutherford. And Olympics.com 
our good friend Nick McCarvel had an article on Ilya Malinin. So Ilya is definitely in the news. Yes. Well, Beverly Smith of the Globe and Mail did an article about Alexandra Paul, and it included quotes from her parents and Mitch. It was a really good article. Definitely recommend you go and check it out. I definitely had a tear coming down my face as I was reading it, and we'll talk a little bit more about Alex uh, later in the show. So U.S. Figure Skating Fan Zone did an article on Maria Mokova and Yvonne Mokov, athletes, siblings, and friends. Absolute Skating had an interview with Alexa Paganini before she competed at Nebelhorn Trophy. U.S. Figure Skating Fan Zone did an article on Lindsay Thorngren, proud to be Dominican. Anything GOE is also did an article on Luca Brassad, who is seeking balance in skating school and health. Judith from Golden Skate talked to Carolina Costner at Lombardia Trophy about coaching Yuma Kagiyama. And finally, Skate Infoglass, which is a French media website, had two different interviews. One was with Louis Theron from Lombardia Trophy. Now, Louis is a former ice dancer who has moved on to coaching. And the second is Coach Barbara Piton of her team, which we just talked about a minute ago, Dania Muadin and Theo Bijot on their impressive JDP debut this season. Well, moving on to social media updates, Amber Glenn posted that she had to withdraw from Nepala Memorial because she collided with another skater about two weeks ago, resulting in her being unable to do anything for 10 days. She said she's recovering quickly and healthily and will be back to slaying soon. So, um... Wishing all the best to Amber. You know, collisions happen, whether it's a bunch of elite skaters or just skaters skating around during an open skate. So um, I'm hoping Amber is okay and we'll be back slaying it soon. (laughs) Makes me think of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) It's great. Six-time U.S. National Senior Competitor Sebastian Payonet announced his retirement from competitive skating last month. In his later years, he was balancing skating with his professional career as a lighting designer and talked about it in a podcast episode last year. We'll have links in our show notes. Well, IMG agent David Baden, who represents skaters like Vincent Joe, Christina Carriera, and Anthony Pomerenko, Alexa Kinnearm, and Brandon Frazier, posted that something big is happening and he cannot wait to share it all with you next week. Now, he posted that last week, referring to this week. Pauline Edmonds posted that she got engaged to her boyfriend, Ian Bast, in Bali, Indonesia this past week. Congratulations to them. Molly Sesnick is the choreographer for the University of Michigan's musical, She Loves Me. That sounds right up Molly's alley. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Canadian ice dancer Maddie Edwards posted that she got engaged earlier this summer in Greece. Isabel Levito posted a charming video of herself and Luca Broussard coaching each other during their respective Nebelhorn Gala exhibition performances. I did watch this video Everything from, you know, the clapping at the boards to the handing of the guards, the two of them did. It was really cute. It was adorable. (laughs) It really, truly was adorable. I loved seeing that. I love seeing the personalities come through like that. It's just, it's wonderful. 
Yes. And then finally, Team USA won the Fritz Geiger Memorial Trophy at Nebelhorn. Only the best place man, the best place woman, the best place pair, and the best place ice dance couple of each ISU member will count. Canada was second and Germany was third. Program announcements are still up on our website. I believe I might have added a programs for Shoma Uno. So you might want to just go check out go the website. Go check that out. <laughs> well, moving on to upcoming events for the week. We're still continuing with the Challenger Series events. Nepola Memorial will take place in Breslava, Slovakia, September 28th to the 30th. There is a paid live stream for the competition, and we'll put that information in the show notes. But if you would like to win a free... Oh. Oh. Access. Um, I have one to give away through icedance.com. So if you go to at icedance.com on Instagram, like the post, and make a comment about what you're most looking forward to at Napoli Memorial, I'll put your name in the drawing. Oh. Okay, yeah, we'll put that info in the show notes in case yeah. you're interested and not having to pay to watch Nepala Memorial. Exactly. We have this great partnership with Solid Sport um, over at IDC, and they, yeah, each competition they'll usually give us one to to uh, do in a raffle for our nice. followers, so it's great. So the other event taking place is JGP number six. It's Solidarity Cup in Gdansk, Poland. It's taking place from September 27th through the 30th. So these are two big competitions this week, especially Gdansk, because it's going to be determining more final spots. And I believe Ted and Mark will be together in Gdansk for like their first covering a JGP together this season because they've been one's been you know there in person and the other one's been remote this I believe is going to be their first one together so that'll be cool that is great well that is the end of our planned content Gina can you let folks know where to find us well you can find us at our website it's thisweekinskating.com we're on all the socials including the site formerly known as twitter at this WK in skating and Facebook and Instagram, it's this week in skating. We're also on Threads, which is the new social media platform for Meta. Hoping to post there more. Just got to remind myself to do so. We love your feedback or your questions. You can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate all the support we've received via email and social media so far, so please keep it coming. We also wanted to remind you that we now have a Patreon that is patreon.com slash This Week in Skating. If you'd like to be part of our special community we're trying to build over there, please go ahead and check it out. Yeah. Well, while we are close to the end of the podcast, we do like to shine a lens on the things that are going on over at our respective websites. New at IDC this week, today I posted an article that has been a couple of weeks in the making. Since um, near the end of August, we lost Alexandra Paul. She was an Olympian and two-time Worlds competitor, um, medalist at the Canadian Championships, with all with her partner and now husband, all with her partner and husband, Mitch Islam. We released a remembrance article. I spoke with several members of the media 
that had communicated um, that had interviewed Alex over, you know, the last her skating career. And we wanted to share that as our little tribute to everything that is Alex Paul. She was a light in the sport and she is greatly missed. Um, in addition to that article, I have posted photos from the Chris Reed Trophy. Harumi was on site for that. Um, and Nebelhorn Trophy, because Eureka was there for that one. Yeah, and I definitely recommend people check out that article about Alex Paul. Um, I read it today, and you know, just getting to hear from two journalists who have covered her, to Melanie who has photographed her throughout her career, including possibly the first competition that Alex and Mitch skated together. Um, it's just nice because you don't we don't get to really share too much our like personal stories as journalists and, and photographers. We're sharing the stories of you know the skaters that we cover, and this was allowing. Um, the journalists and photographers to reflect on the people that they they've watched and covered throughout the year. So I, I liked that point of view and I thought that was a nice tribute. So definitely go check that out over at IDC over at FSO. Uh, Robin was at um, Nebelhorn trophy. So photos from Nebelhorn trophy are up on the FSO website and it's not up there yet, probably by the time you listen to this podcast, it should be. But I did what um, I'm calling, it's the Challenger Series Tracker. It's just got who competed in what Challenger events so far and who's competing in the competitions coming up and their scores they had and their placements. So you could see who's been competing, what they've been doing so far. I just thought it was a good way because I know... When I'm kind of looking at competitions, especially this early, I'm like, wait, did they compete at that challenger? And, and wait, did they have that challenger too? What was their score there? Have they improved? So this is just a way to see what scores have been like at the different challengers. Cause we do that so much with the Grand Prix events, but we really don't look at compare the challengers throughout the season. So I did that for all four disciplines and that will be up probably this week. Um, if it's not up by the time you're listening to this podcast. Excellent. Well, and with that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have an ice week. <laughs> <laughs>